0: like to open your Bibles to Romans chapter 8. Um, on December 16th, uh, it says in your bulletin, there's going to be a um, a church meeting for a better team meeting, whatever. Um, um, and, and basically what I'm going to ask the church is, do we want to be that or do we just want to be a place that comes together on Sunday that... Um, doesn't give a rip about the lost and hurting world. Um, at this point, can I be honest? Uh, you're a nice group of people, but we're not a church yet, okay? A church is, a, is, a, is an organism that's, that's, that's planning and, and busting down walls and taking the, the good news of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. We don't do that yet. Um, we just kind of maintain what is. Um, I've been here in January, I'll be here 10 years, okay, you have put up with me for 10 years, and um, um, my question is, um, what do we want to do the next 10, and let me help you with something, I cleaned up the mess the first 10, Um, I ain't doing that anymore, we are going to be a kingdom ministry reaching out, not sitting around feeling sorry for ourselves, and worrying about what people say. And worrying about those that don't like us. You know, I, honestly, the more people don't like me, the better job I think I'm doing. That's Jesus. They killed him for it. And so, you know, and Spanish folk, I, I need about, after, after church, I need about five minutes of your time. I just want to ask you a question. I, a lot of folk really struggle to understand me in English. And I'd like to start something. There, there are devices that we can get. ...that you can wear during the sermon, and I can have somebody translating uh, the sermon at the same time. Um, and so you can understand it better. Might not, maybe I won't get it perfect, but um, you'll understand it better uh, in your Spanish original language. And if you could, you could just right here for five minutes. Just, I will not take long. I just want to see if you're interested. I want to go out and uh, purchase it and uh, see if somebody will kind of help me put that together... Um, and so, all right, and because honestly, this is just like Reading, this area is growing in a Spanish community, and if we're going to reach our community, we got to reach Spanish people. <laughs> and I kind of like the heavenly look here, where you got some, um, uh, island black people, you got some Spanish people, you got some white people, and you got some mutts like me that don't know who they are. So, um, uh, that's a good thing. Um, yeah, um. I I want to read the first two verses, but but I but I want to let you know that this sermon I, I've been so excited because every once in a while you have things going on in society in our world that really uh, translate into what um, the focus is, and um, this stuff that's been happening to all these media types and politicians and and preachers, and um, all these people, um, it breaks my heart for everybody concerned. And Christians, I want you to hear me. This is not a time to look down on anybody. Because as soon as you get the log out of your eye, you you can look at the splinter in somebody else's eye. Are, Are you with me there? Okay, it is not time, it is never time to look down on somebody else. All right? Because save the grace of God, so go I. Amen? You understand that? You know, there's only one thing that keeps us from the evil that, that Satan wants to portend in our lives, and that is the grace of Jesus Christ. Okay? And, but, I, but the hallelujah is, is that I'm hoping, that our society and the church will begin to say, okay, is there really hope for people with these sins that they just don't seem to be able to conquer? Is there any real hope for people that, that there's just this stuff inside of them, this thing inside of them that drives them to do the very thing They actually don't want to do. Anybody ever been there? Okay? And we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. We'll talk more today. But I want us to show these first two verses of of, of Romans 8. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, and Christ Jesus is in them. Okay? If you are carrying around a great burden of sin, that's your fault. Adolf Hitler could have been forgiven for his sin. Are you with me? I, I want you to hear this. I want you to understand this. I've had people say, well, I don't believe they could be saved. Well, that's probably because you're not. You know? Because when you're saved, you realize what you've been saved from. And you don't look down on somebody else's sin. You're just thankful you, you, God did something about yours. Does that make sense? You know? But the next verse is the real key. Because through Christ Jesus, the law, okay? you got to get this word. You've heard of the law of gravity. If I have something in my hand and I drop it, what's going to happen? Is it going to float? No. It's going to hit the ground. Okay? What we're talking about here, you've got to get this. You've got to understand this. When we are born, we are born under a law of death and destruction. I'll say it again because you've been listening to Oprah too much. When we are born, we are born under and in a law of death and destruction in our lives. And let me help you with something there ain't nothing you can do about it. You can go and talk to a therapist till your lips fall off. And I got no problem with therapists. I don't, okay? But they can't break you from the curse and the domination of the law you were born under. They can kind of help you put it back together After that, but until you really allow this law of the Spirit of life to enter into your life, there really ain't nothing you're going to do. Are you with me? Do you still love me? Okay, all three of (laughs) them. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, okay, let me stop right there. The Holy Spirit brings to us Everything Jesus did in his conception, his birth, his life, his suffering. I was looking down because I was afraid I was going to fall off the end here. His suffering, his death, and his resurrection. Are you with me? All of that, all the benefits of those mighty and powerful uh, things that Jesus did are brought to us through the person of God's Holy Spirit. Now, so shake your head if you got that. Shake your head no if you didn't. Okay? Because this is so important. And there's a lot of folks who have been in church for 500 years and haven't understood this stuff. Okay? The law of the Spirit, uh, uh, the law of the Spirit who gives life <coughs> has set you free, somebody say hallelujah, hallelujah, from the law of sin and death. You say, well, Pastor, how, how does this fit? This week, as I've heard about these different folks that, that, have, that it's come out, that they have harmed or abused these women. They the people that would announce it would say, How? That's not the person that, that I knew. He was so nice. And there was one situation that really pinpointed it it this while this young lady was being abused. She said, I was laying there hoping that, and I won't use the person's name because I'm not here to bash. I was hoping that the person that I knew would come back because the person that was doing this to me wasn't the person I thought I knew. (laughs) You know? But kids, we have to understand, and this is going to be a theology lesson, okay? We have to understand that although we were created in the image of God, Romans chapter 5, verse 12 tells us that we are born in the sin of our original parents, Adam and Eve. And we only get worse or perfect the art of sin from that point on, save the grace of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Okay. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says that we have all sinned. Look at the person next to you and say, Sinner. No, I'm just, kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We have all sinned. And let me help you with this one. And this is very important for you to understand. And we have all, all, and we all fall short of the glory of God. Now let me explain that. Kevin, don't be pointing at anybody else. I caught him. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> now, let me help you with this. Every time we think of sin, we think of doing something bad. Oh, they did something bad. It's a sin. Well, sin properly defied Whole Bible is kind of a, in the archery, um, center shot, you shoot at an an arrow at a target. I did that one time, and this is why I don't do it again. I just about hurt people. I didn't hear nothing. I don't even think I hit the target at all, let alone the center. All right? Folks, when we don't hit the target, the center, that's sin. We were created in the image of God, in the likeness of God, to walk and talk and love and lead like God. And our best effort, the Old Testament says, is nothing but filthy rags. So the next time you start to look down on somebody else for what they're doing, you better take a moment and ask God... If you're on target, and I have a feeling if you're looking down on somebody else, you probably ain't on target. Because when you're on target, you ain't got time to be looking down on somebody else. Is everybody with me? Okay. The other thing you've got to understand is it's not about just doing bad things. James chapter 4, verse 17 says, if a man, it doesn't say this, but I'll throw it in, or a woman... Because I don't want you women to feel left out of this sin thing, you know. If a man or woman knows to do something or knows to do God's will or knows to do good, it says, to him or her, that's sin. What? I'm sorry? And uh, I'm sorry, did I say that wrong? All right, let me start that again. Just act like, I'll do like a judge. Act like that wasn't sin. If a man or woman knows to do good and doesn't do it, to him or her, that is sin. Let me tell you another sin that I see so prevalent nobody wants to pay attention to. If you're not about finding out what God wants you to do, that's sin. So there's a lot of sin to go around. Amen? Amen? The other part you need to understand is, is that, okay, I may sin, but so does everybody. <laughs> so I ain't going to go around feeling sorry for myself because I'm struggling with something. Because let me let you on a secret. I don't know anybody that doesn't struggle with something. Does anybody, anybody disagree with that? You know, and the, and the thing you have to understand, I figured out in all my many years of wisdom, that's a joke, is for some reason, God leaves some things in our lives on purpose. Because honestly, if you read the Old Testament, we human beings are too weak and stupid to stay focused unless we need Him. When things are good, we really do some goofy things. You know, when we ain't got no pressure. All the bills are paid. You'd think that would be when we would grow spiritually. It's not. It's when we have no clue how we're going to pay that bill. Oh, God. You kids, it's when you've got a test. Oh, God. Right? So this is very, 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 very important. We've all sinned. We all fall short of the glory of God. Okay? We, then we come to and we and, and but but okay, let's stop right there and go Matthew chapter one verse twenty one. Are you still listening? Matthew chapter one verse twenty one says that the reason we have Christmas, the reason Jesus came, was to save us from our sin. Are you with me? See, not in our sin. See, I see these people, well, I'm a sinning Christian. That's like saying, I've got hair or something. It just, it's just not real, you know? You're either, you've either decided to walk in the footsteps of Christ, or you haven't. Okay? Jesus came to save us and put us where we need to be. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 says that, because of what Jesus Christ did in his life and in his death and in his resurrection, you and I can be made right with God through faith. Are you with me? Here's the coolest part Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says, even the faith is a gift. Are you with me? You see this all coming together? Did anybody see this all come together? Is anybody awake? Is anybody with me? Is anybody, you know, I'm just teasing you, okay? But, so, we're right with God, all right? And then, we come up to chapter 6, and it says that if we die with Him, that we're raised to newness of life. If we die with Him, we're automatically connected to His resurrection. Verse 7 says something freaky. Verse 7 says, in Romans chapter 6, it says, if I've died with him, I'm freed from sin. I do like the old preacher. Alright? I want you to hear this. And I know it sounds like a contradiction. But I want you to understand, it's a spiritual reality. That will work out in your life, if you will let it. Now, here's the problem. It didn't say all that stuff goes away. It says I've been freed from it. Does everybody hear me? Okay. It doesn't say, oh, you know, if you've been viewing pornography, it's okay. When you get saved, all those tapes will be erased. No, they won't. Everything you've done is still there. And let me help you with this. Satan ain't going to say, well, you know, I can't use that. He's saved now. He's going to use everything in your life. Every dumb, stupid, sinful, destructive thing you've done, Satan's going to take that, because that's on his computer, and he's going to try to mess with you. Is anybody here never messed with? Because if you're not messed with, then the bottom line is, I want your life. Because you think he messes with you, you ought to be me. Because he knows I'm crazy. Okay? Are you with me? Don't make me come back there. It's so funny. I tease him about being Puerto Rican. And the people from the school, when they see it, they're like, because all this stupid stuff in society there, you know, we tease each other. That's got nothing to do with my sermon." So we're freed from sin, but all of that stuff around us is not annihilated. It's not expiated, as the theologians call it, okay? It's still there. Then you come up to Romans chapter 7, verse 14. Stick with me, we're getting somewhere. Romans chapter 7, verse 14, and it says, even though I've been freed from sin, I'm doing the very thing I don't want to do, I'm doing the very thing I hate. Hoo-hoo. Bipolar. Amen? Amen? Kids, like or not, that's reality. I don't know anybody who grows spiritually in a straight line. I know some neurotics that think they do, but the reality is. There's always going to be that stuff coming at us. Satan is going to do anything he possibly can to undercut us and trip us up. And he will use everything from our past, our present, our future. He will use anything he possibly can to distract you from the love and grace of Jesus Christ. Then we get to, now here's one that people really struggle with. Verse 17 of Romans 7, if you want to read that, says, then we start to see that it's not me. And tell me that I ha- you haven't been here. In my mind, I want to be God. I want to be like God. I want to do His will. I want to love. I, I want to I walk in a straight line. But there's something going on inside of me that won't let me do that. And it's sin. So it says, it's no longer me, but it's the sin it grabs a hold of me and makes me stupid hallelujah it's not me huh i think you spanish people call it local <laughs> folks <sighs> like it or not see growing up there was this enigmatic dynamic where You got sanctified and you were perfect. No, never sin again. Now, I loved it. I loved it, though. Even as a 10-year-old kid, I laughed at this. Those people didn't sin. What happened with them? It was called an infirmity. And I'd sit there going, what? Let me help you with something. Sin now listen to this, is sin. There's a statement. Amen? And the wages of sin, no matter what the situation or excuse, the wages of sin, the consequences of sin, the end of sin is death. You see, what's happening in our society, I'm hoping that the world and the church will start to recognize there are things in us that on our own by uh, that 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 that, there's nothing we can do about it because the bottom line is the only hope we have is in the grace and the power and deliverance of Jesus Christ. You see, I, I, I realize That what these men have done to these ladies is awful. It's reprehensible. It should be repulsive. But we've also got to understand... That they don't know Jesus. Are you with me? You've also got to understand... They don't know the power of God. You've got to understand. And this is why we have got to become a kingdom church that leaves this place and goes out there and tells people, you can be set free. And I will teach you and I will show you how to be free. Amen? That's why we started with the verses we did. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because verse true is true and it's the only true and it's the only hope we have. And that is that the law of God's holy spirit has set us free from the law of sin and death. Amen? And I love, if you turn over to verse 13 in that same chapter of chapter 8 of Romans, it says not only that, but if you're living in the spirit of Jesus Christ, and I'm just introducing this today, if you're living in the spirit of Jesus Christ, you can mortify or you can kill that sin that so easily entangles you and damages and destroys your life life. Folks, that's the only hope we've got. That's the only hope we've got. We've got to understand that. We've got to understand we're never going to set ourselves free. We've got to understand that's only the power of God That could set our minds free and right and make them and heal them and make them right. It's only the power of God that could take that hate and hardness and bitterness in our heart and take that old heart of stone out and replace it with a heart of flesh that's ready for God. The only way that we could become the spouse that God would have us to be is for God to do that great and mighty setting free thing in our lives so that we're not stuck and set in all the junk that entangles us and keeps us from being the men and women we were created to be in the first place. Amen? And it's real. I can tell you from experience, it's real. That power is real. That power is for you. That power is here for you this morning. Here's the real key to that power, though. It's not just for you to hoard. It's for you to leave this place and tell other people about the love And power of God that will set them free from what's destroying their lives. This is a good theology lesson, wasn't it? Huh? I want you to hear it. I want you to understand it. I want you to understand how much God loves you. I want you to, kids, can you sing that last song again? If you can't tell, I love that song. Because that God, I like that part, because I'm into kicking down walls. And it says, God will do anything and everything for you. God will come and knock down whatever walls need to be knocked down. God will come and he will will leave whatever he's doing. And come and do in your life whatever is necessary. Are Are you with me? You know? But the question is not whether he'll do it. The question is, will you let him do it? You see, a lot of people know about God. But they don't know him. A lot of people know about this power. They can quote the verse. Let me help you with something. Satan can quote the verse too. But this morning, you have the ability to surrender yourself to God. And say, God, I need to be set free. I need to be set free from this fear. I need to be set free from this frustration. I need to be set free from this depression. I need to be set free from whatever it might be. This anger, this bitterness. I need to set, be set free from a tongue that destroys myself and everybody around me. I, I need to be set free. Because I want to be the person who walks out these doors and lives in front of people in such a way. Not perfect. We're all battling. But I want to walk out these doors and I want to tell people with my life and with my lips That they don't have to be destroyed. They don't have to be crushed. They don't have to hurt the people around them. You really can be the man or the woman. God created you to be. But you've got to let that power Deal with whatever is keeping you from that life. Because you're never going to do it on your own.